I'm Corey. Hi, I'm Tess. Welcome to A Lovely Place. We're so glad you've joined us as we invite Jesus into the midst of our lives, learning, and laughter. We hope this podcast can encourage your heart and make you smile today. Hello! Hello! <laughs> I always, I think it's funny that we have to start with that, but that's good. <laughs> <laughs> we like seeing each other and saying hi. <laughs> yes. I suppose we could say welcome to our listeners. Yeah. <laughs> welcome, we, listeners. Welcome to a lovely place. <laughs> we are back today um, talking about building a resilient life by Rebecca Lyons. Mm-hmm. And I'm really um, enjoying this book. I think there's a lot of tears accompanying the book just because, you know, it's like one of those books really. Um, speaks into like the deep places of our like our souls i think um which always brings up a lot of tears i think for me i'm a crier so (laughs) yeah (laughs) well and it's reflecting of different moments and times and seasons right like yeah i remember crying a lot through the and just processing a lot when i read her first book um, yeah, rhythms of renewal, and we talked about that one later on the podcast or before, or however the timeline works. <laughs> yes, whatever well, that was. She, yeah, she's just such like a vulnerable writer because I. Mm-hmm. So the last time when I came, <clears throat> when we went to um, Walla Walla, not Walla Walla, <laughs> Tri Cities together for our inspiration retreat. Yeah. Um, on the way there, on the drive, I listened to her book. I think it's called You Are Free, um, where she talks a lot about overcoming, like, her panic disorder. And, mm-hmm. well, that sounds really clinical. But anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> that Anxiety. one was really good, yeah. too. Yeah. yeah. Like, so she's just a very, like, vulnerable writer. And I appreciate her... Um, I appreciate her books and her perspective, mm-hmm. but like also her gentle spirit about things, you know, yeah. like she feels like that caring friend that's like sitting next to you and being kind and compassionate. So, right. I really appreciate that. Yes. <clears throat> Me too. <laughs> so, um, the chapter, so at least the the main chapters that I read this time around were about her second rule Mm -hmm. uh which is shifting the narrative so um i felt like that's just been really um not accurate what's the word like very relevant there we go Mm -hmm. to my life and existence in an accurate way (laughs) in an accurate way (laughs) yeah so Yeah. I like that how she introduced it and was talking about the narrative being a story that shapes our experiences in our life and how um, I just was thinking of something else, like whether you're. Well, never mind. Um, (laughs) Anyway, it's like the world around you is affecting you. So it's like, are you paying attention to that or not? Like, are you ignoring it or? Yeah. I don't remember what that thing is, but anyways, the narrative of the story and then what, what are we telling ourselves, and what are we, what are we actively putting in to our mind and into this narrative that we're living 
was a yeah. good was a good checkpoint. Like, hmm, what am I doing? And then like a silly example, but relevant. Stefan and I have been trying to find a different show to watch, you know, like some nights you just want to watch a show. And it was like, we tried a couple and it was like, no, I, I can't watch mm. this. Like, it's just too, too much. I don't want to deal that. Like, it's not. Yeah. Like, I can only handle a little bit of shooting. <laughs> not a, not a lot of shooting. You know, like, it was like, not, there's my line. But I was just like, huh, when I was reading this, like going, huh, that's like what we were paying attention to of what. What are we putting in that is yeah. effect, affecting parts of me? And then, so that was just one area to pay attention to that I was just like, huh. Yeah. Well, and I think it's, you know, it's like when you think about narrative or the narrative of your life, it's like, you know, two people could go through the very same exact Mm -hmm. experience but have a very different narrative of what they tell themselves about the experience or what it meant to them or you know yeah. so it really is like an important aspect because our lives you know like what she talks like our um i think it's even in the being known podcast where they talk about your mind is like an embodied experience or something i don't remember what the definition is but, but basically like that your brain your mind is not just your brain like and neurons and the the physical part but it is this embodied experience it has everything to do with how you interact with other people and then also the story that you tell yourself from the experiences that you have so um it's an important thing to to keep you know tabs on like what story am i telling myself yeah and then so. cue the counselor if you have trouble sorting that out <laughs> yes <laughs> i i told my counselor this week uh do i ever get to be done with this <laughs> and then and then we started unpacking different things and i was like oh i guess not not yet like but I think you could see someone forever to talk about how life is not, that's a whole other different topic, but I'm just saying like, right. There's a reason why um, we need people to talk to. Yeah. And so be, true. I think that comes later, but anyways, I'll go back to the, <laughs> where the topic we're on right now, but we need people. So thank you, Tess, for being a people. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> Oh, so I, um, oh goodness. I, in this season, what you just said about like, am I ever going to be done with this, with the counseling? I think that I have been struggling in this season of, um, our family, I guess, you know, it's not just the season of my life. It's the season of, of our whole family, you know, um, really been a struggle lately with one of our kids um there's this podcast that i listen to and she talks about big baffling behaviors and that's one of the things that we've been experiencing um and she also talks about the like when your trauma response is triggered because you're being traumatized by your child <laughs> And 
that is something we've been experiencing lately too. But um, it's just really been a season of like difficulty, you know? And um, I was laughing the other day because I, so our oldest, well, two of our kids are, are in the um, highly capable program at their schools, which is like, mm -hmm for gifted kids, essentially. Yeah. And one of the markers that they talk about with um, with kids like that or people like that is that oftentimes things come very easy when you're young, you know, like with academics and school and stuff like that. You know, it's just like intuitive. Um, but then as they get older and have to put the work in and it's hard, then yeah. it's like it's is kind of like a wake-up call for them because it's never been hard before. Where with some kids, it's a, you know, it's a struggle that they've had to work through for a long time. Yeah. And <clears throat> so I was just laughing because, laughing but also like crying because um, I was like, this is really hard, you know, like as I was talking to God one day, like driving somewhere and I'm like, this is like the hardest thing that I've ever been through like nothing has been this hard up until this point and um and it just made me think back to that like gifted thing you know where it's like a wake-up call it's like everything else was pretty you know I could I could weather it like and I could figure it out and I could you know like whatever mm -hmm. I could navigate it and this feels like I cannot like I don't you know, I don't know how to get, like, through it. And um, so it feels like some days I'm at the end of, like, me, you know, which I think is, is a good place to be, right? Because Jesus is the one that carries us, you know. Um, but I've found myself in this space. Uh, you know, last episode we talked about confession and communion and just coming to a place of needing forgiveness for like harboring some bitterness in my heart. Um, but my new heart discovery, I guess, is that, you know, I'm, I'm, I've been having a hard time feeling like I just want this season to end. Like mm. I just want to be to the end of it. Like I'm, I've learned the lesson. I'm ready for it to be over like I'm done you know um and I think God's been challenging me a bit on that that like don't just wish it to be over like mm -hmm. look at where he's moving in it yeah. and it's not waste it's not a waste you know um which reminded me of James, um, the book of James in the Bible, uh, verses chapter one, verses two through four, which says, um, consider it pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds, because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. And I just, you know, it's like, if I'm just waiting for it to be over, am I really going to, is that persevering? I don't 
think so. I think that's something different, you know, like, mm -hmm. and I want, I want God to complete the work. I want to be mature and complete. And, you know, that won't come until, until the end, but, um, but I want to be on my way there. And if I'm just wishing this situation to be done, am I really like learning anything from it? So mm -hmm. I don't know. That's something that God's been encouraging me about. And I, um, I found a lot of encouragement in one of the stories that Rebecca shared about her friend that was going through um, a cancer diagnosis and journey and uh his doctors had told him that he only had like a month to live or something like that or or was uh, like oh they said he only had one more christmas that's how they worded it mm -hmm. and it like he started to become depressed he said i realized i went from fighting to live to preparing to die mm-hmm but then he says, and God can't transform a dead sacrifice. He asks us to present our bodies as a living sacrifice. Um, then he said, uh, Rebecca said, he would wake up every morning prepared to live with breath in his lungs. In a moment when no one else's words would bring clarity, he began to preach to himself. Uh, and then later on, she says, we start to believe things can never change. But those are the moments when we need to be reawakened to the truth and jolted to our senses. So, um, yeah, I think this is a really powerful chapter or section of the book, mm -hmm. you know. Yeah. So, yeah, definitely so. And then I feel like um, I just keep hearing God saying to me, are you inviting me in to this? Or like there was a um, a sermon illustration I heard in one of the many Jamie Winship sermons I've been listening to. Hence bringing like, I don't want to watch that TV show. I just want to watch more sermons. <laughs> like, I just love this. Like, so he was talking about um, this lady that was confessing about not feeling good enough and and not, and then I'm at work and then not having enough quiet time. And she's like, well, where's Jesus when you're at work? And she's like, he's in the car. <laughs> and then as soon as she kind of said it out loud, she's like, oh, well, that's not really true. Right. Like, it's because we read like Jesus is always with us. And then we like leave him in the car or we put him. I don't know where we think we put him because he's everywhere all the time. We tuck him into our pocket and forget yeah, about him. Yeah, like we don't, yeah. we just like, I'm not talking to you right now. <laughs> or not that we actually say that, but it kind of is right. like what we're doing. And so yeah. I've been challenged and I actually went and re-listened to episode one of our End Emotional Eating podcast. Oh, I need to, <laughs> I think I need to read the book again. But anyways. Um, oh, that was a hard book. <laughs> I didn't, yeah. And, it, and I'm living it still. And I just felt like. And challenged, like, God was like, yeah, you've prayed about this, but have you actually um, included me in this mm. process? And I just felt like, because ah, it's too scary to talk to you about this, Lord. And so yeah. then he's like, okay, give me that. Give me that scariness. And I'm going to tell you, like, hey, I made you good vegetables. Let's eat vegetables. And so then I was remembering how many times on the podcast did I talk about that container with the vegetables? 
So then I'm like, okay, Lord, you've been talking about vegetables for a while. So like, I'm like, let's just start there. Like, and vegetables at every meal. And so sometimes I'm eating leftover broccoli from dinner last night at breakfast. Other than the day I just ate cold carrots, like just to get a vegetable in, like, so I haven't quite figured it all out, but, <laughs> and it hasn't been perfect each day, but I just feel like it's different. Like I'm including Jesus in this area that I've been so ashamed of. And so like, I can't change this. And so God was like, well, what if, what if you let me be with you? And I'm like, okay, obviously the other way isn't working. So let's try this. Like, and then like, yeah really like challenging my what I'm saying like do I believe Jesus is always with me is he always with me in the kitchen yeah is he always with me when I go to work yep is he with Riker all the time yep like it's like yeah so then I'm just been challenged like to believe that and to work it out like I can't lose weight or get healthier if I don't make changes and walk yeah you know like walk forward like I can't just that's Good. sit and stay so yeah that that makes me think of a couple things that rebecca said on one page she says god can always revive an available mm -hmm. heart so it just made me think you're making yourself yeah available to him but then she talks about that jesus uh jesus command to his disciples to follow him didn't mean jot this down in your journal and ponder what it means to follow <laughs> it meant get up and use your actual legs and come with yeah. me to where i am going and then it says scholars believed he walked more than three thousand miles from town to town in his three years of ministry and the whole time he invited his followers to sacrifice their bodies to follow him mm. And so, and then that goes into the next verse that God's just been like, I don't know, pressing on my heart is Romans 12, one through two, mm -hmm. which says, therefore, I urge you, brothers and sisters, in view of God's mercy, to offer your bodies as a living sacrifice, holy and pleasing to God. This is your true and proper worship. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. And then she, she says, um, Paul writes, do not conform to the pattern of this world. His assumption is that the natural forces of life will steer our bodies away from sacrifice toward a path that doesn't lead to our flourishing, but perhaps instead to our demise. The only way to fight this trajectory is to be transformed. We do this through the renewing of our minds. Amen. Amen. Well, then the, I don't, what was that in the other chapter? Which chapter was that? The That's chapter seven. Okay. Page 93. So then jumping to chapter nine, not that people are following along. Maybe they are. I don't know. But anyways, Maybe chapter nine is talking about John chapter eight, verses 31 through 32. If you abide in my word, you are my you are truly my disciples, and you will know the truth. And the truth will set you free. And so I just love that because that's talking about abiding again, being with Jesus. He's always with us. Are we with him? Like that's that. Um, and then I was just like, abide. You're just with someone. Done. <laughs> like there we are we're with jesus and now let's 
abide in his word, like what he's speaking to us. And that means we're truly his disciples. And you will know the truth and the truth will set you free because he wants us to know the truth and he tells us the truth. Like he's not going to tell us lies and that's the enemy's job. And he does a great job of doing that and retraining our brain and saying, no, that's a lie. That's not from Jesus. Hey, Jesus, what do you say about this? Like, it's like totally just reframing this narrative that we're living. And then we get to be free. It's like, what? So I'm like listening to this right now as I'm saying it going, do you believe this? I'm like, yes, I do. (laughs) I'm just like, it feels challenging to live it. Yes. And to keep walking forward. And it's like, okay, Lord, help me in this too. Because I want to know, I want to live like this. I don't want to be stuck in what it was like before. Like I want, I want the new, his mercies are new every morning. Like I want, I want that. And then like, how can I, and I feel like it's just changed. This month has been so crazy and impactful. Like I know Stefan and I talked about it a couple episodes ago and just that, just changing that narrative, I guess, to use these words in this chapter of just like, what are you saying, Lord? And what, what, what? I want to listen to that and I want that and I want that experience. And so I feel like going to work is not as challenging. I feel like doing dinner isn't as challenging. Like all the things that just felt so frustrating. Now it's like, oh, hey, Jesus is with me and we're doing this together. Like life is a different, like I put different glasses on, I guess. Yeah. And I can yeah. see, I can see now. I'm still doing the same thing, still get frustrated. Still run my toe into the laundry basket. I'm not, I'm not saying, you know, I still accidentally need Riker in the head. You know, like, it's like, like life is still happening, but it's just like the focus just feels like it's in focus. There are, I don't know. Amen. Like, thank you. I want to be with God, not away from him. Yeah. Amen. So that builds a resilient life for sure, because if you're not feeling like you're going to get knocked down every other moment, then you are more resilient, right? Like, I don't, not that I'm a boxer, but that just came into my mind, like punching and you're punching back. And if you're paying attention in your, what you're doing, then you're not going to get knocked over because you can see, you can see the punches coming. (laughs) Like, I don't know. So or it makes me think too of um, when we went through mending the soul. We there was the one chapter where we had to choose something that like um, a, either like make a picture that represented our our anchor, mm. and I still can see it in my mind because it's in my book still, and I've done the course three times now. But um, mine is Jesus calming the storm, mm. and um, you know, it made me think of like when we put our focus on him instead of the storm, like then we don't see the waves that are big, you know, and we just see him and then he has the power to calm it just by speaking to it, you know? Mm -hmm. Hmm. 
Yeah, and then the other time he's in the boat and he's snapping. Right? He's like, and they're I'm and they're like freaked out. And so I just was like, what? And then like he's like, why are you so afraid? Like, I'm right here. He's always with and he was literally with them. Yes. Like, I mean, I don't mean to be mean to the disciples because I, I don't know what I would be doing either, but because I've been living like uh, he's not with me either. I guess he's in the car taking a nap. <laughs> You know, but it's like, no, <laughs> Jesus is not in the car or if he is, whatever. That got weird. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus, that you're with us. Yeah. And oh. just like, I don't know. It just feels so, I feel so personal and I feel so reverent at the same time. It's an interesting tension mm-hmm. to be experiencing right now, but I like it a lot. Yeah. So, I think the last parting thought that I have from the book, see if I can find it, is where um, Rebecca was talking about her mother-in-law. Her mother-in-law. Oh, goodness, if I can find it. But she was talking about... So her mother-in-law found out that, um, that she was... She had cancer. I think both of them had cancer, right? And she was um, just still, like, holding on to God's promises throughout Mm -hmm. that whole time. And then at the end of her life, she had this quote that she said. And goodness, I need to find it because it was was so good. you know, so her mother-in-law got COVID mm-hmm. and then ended up, you know, being alone in the hospital, but they were able to FaceTime with her. And um, I really cannot find it now. But Was, she was it just... all the dots in there? Stay yeah. close to... Yeah. It's on page what? 117. Okay. I just didn't go far enough. 117. Yeah. Um, but she said... This is like at the very end of her life. She said, Mm -hmm. stay close to God and in his word because the truth brings freedom. And if you stray, you will never be free. Mm. Um, And I was just, I don't know. I was very touched by that. Yeah. And Rebecca said, she taught me that freedom is a mindset. She believed that circumstances are not bondage. She discovered a great freedom even in a body in decline. Mm-hmm. And then she goes into talking, like you were talking about, with the abiding. Yeah. That's where I want to be. Amen. Yeah. Right with him. Mm-hmm. There we go. And then we get to practice that every day. Yeah. Like, it's like, I don't, and he's so patient with us. Like, that's another thing. Like, I know that parent kid relationship is often used, but it's so amazing. And like, the other day I came home and, or driving home with Riker after I picked him up from school. And I was just like, buddy, I just love you so much. No matter what you do or don't do, I love you. Like, cause we were talking about his day and different things. And I was asking him questions and then I'm like, ah, is this what I want to be communicating right now? Like it felt like a to-do list almost. And so then when I paused and I said that, then I heard 
<laughs> Jesus going, did you hear that? It's like, yes. <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> so it's like, no matter what I did or didn't do that day, he loves me. Yeah. Like, it's not, he's inviting us into life with him. Not into a to-do list and a you did it or you didn't list. It's a life together list. Or not not list. Life. Life. <laughs> free free life. <laughs> oh. Amen. Amen. <laughs> well, friend, any last words before we say goodbye to our listeners for the night? No. I would I would just keep <laughs> rambling on and on. <laughs> just the um yeah, Jesus is there with us and we can talk to him. Yeah. And he wants to get to know you and he wants to be known. Like it's, Mm-hmm. So, Lord, thank you that you want to know us and that we can know you. And I just pray that the enemy would not steal that away from us and that we would say, get out, devil. We want to hear from our Jesus. And I just pray for all of our listeners that if this is a new concept, reach out. We'll figure something out how we can help you figure this out. But you're not alone, and Jesus is so faithful. hmm Amen. 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 All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, friend. See you next time. I lost the button. (laughs) Bye, friends.